0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: I had to realize, you know, I could flip that negative into a positive and, you know, actually go out there and do something I love by playing football and also, you know, how that be a way for me to get my family out of a, a tough situation.
2: Well, there's not much going on with football in the Bahamas right now. Part of my plan someday in the, in the future is to, you know, try to bring it back. We have a lot of guys that can play, but there's just not much opportunities.
3: Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The name says it all. If you like what you hear, make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Yo, you can also watch us on YouTube. Just visit youtube.com slash all things covered. So make sure you subscribe and turn on your alert so you can get the show right away. As we continue to focus on the NFL draft, we have a special, special episode for you. For every Pat P, there's someone down the draft board grinding and trying to prove they belong. That's the focus here as we chat with two potential hidden gems of the 2021 NFL draft. First, we'll chat with wide receiver out of the University of Charleston, Michael Strong. Then we'll chat with Edge Rusher out of Florida State University, Janars Robinson. No prospects journey is the same. And these guys are the epitome of that. Enjoy. <music> this is a special episode and we want to highlight gems. And the thing about gems, they're special. They're unique. If you get your hand on the gem, Pat P, you're excited. Hey but I can tell you this much. When you find a hitting gym, that's the gym that no one else knows is around. Yep. You feel, you feel better about yourself. You feel better about that gym because that's a gym that has kind of gone under the radar. Yeah. And this episode, I believe Pat P we got a hidden gym when it comes to talking about the NFL draft, man, we got a hidden gym. Join us here. All things covered. This player, He's an NFL draft prospect from the University of Charleston. We're not talking about South Carolina, because I know when you hear University of Charleston, you instantly think about the College of Charleston. No, this university is in West Virginia. In 2019, this dude gave them 19 touchdowns. Didn't get a chance to play this past season because of the pandemic, but you better believe he's opening a lot of eyes right now when you look at the NFL world. His social media handle, Twitter and Instagram is the same. At Mike underscore playmaker, Mike Strawn is joining us here. All things covered. Talented wide receiver from the University of Charleston. Big Mike, how you doing?
2: Everything is good. I appreciate you guys having me.
3: Yeah. Yeah. First and foremost, Mike, you know, we're going to make sure we introduce you the right way and get people to know who you are as a person, as a player. But you have one of the more unique paths. Uh, to get to the NFL. How did you end up in this spot where you can be a, be in the NFL uh, this upcoming month?
2: Well, everybody know, you know, I was born and raised in the Bahamas. Um, I had to go to high school at Liberty Christian Academy in Lynchburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. There's where I was high school, my 10th, 11th, and 12th grade year. And from there, I was able to receive a scholarship from the University of Charleston. And here we are today.
4: Yeah, that's awesome. So what what was your familiarity with football growing up in the Bahamas and when did football become like serious to you?
2: Yeah, so I started playing football at a young age. My dad, in fact, he played football at bethune Cookman in okay. the Florida. Yeah, he was he was also a wide receiver. So
3: what was it? What's your dad's name?
2: Jerome Strong. He played under Coach Larry Little. Um okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's you know, it kind of comes natural for me. Um So I, I started from when I was young and I was able to play and, you know, he sacrificed a lot in sending me over and I was able to play a few organized football in the Bahamas too. We had it, we had it, you know, when I was growing up, but after I left, you know, it sort of died down. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I started. Yeah.
4: So and how I, long, how long were you in the Bahamas? Like, when did you leave the Bahamas?
2: Yeah, I, I left the Bahamas at the age of 16. That's where I, I came over to Virginia to finish high school. Oh, okay. Yep.
3: What would you say is the current state of football in the Bahamas right now?
2: Well, there's not much going on with, you know, with football in the Bahamas right now. And, you know, that's part of my plan someday in the, in the future is, to, you know, try to bring it back. Um, because, you know, we have a lot of guys that can play, but it's
4: mm-hmm. just not much opportunities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. And I want to be a part of that because, like I told you before, we kicked the show off. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a native almost. You know, like I said, I have a spot out there in Albany, and you know, always out at the fish fry. You know, Bob Fish fry. Shout out to the fish fry. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm out there probably five times a year. So I love the Bahamas. I love the atmosphere. Matter of fact, we did our show two, two shows ago. I was in the Bahamas at. Uh, you talking at, about okay. we? We didn't do it. You did it. I wasn't in the Bahamas. We, we, we did our show. We yeah, did but you say show. collectively, like we
3: together. I wasn't there. Eric wasn't there. You were oh, yeah. there.
4: And hey, y'all saw it though. Y'all saw it. We hey. saw it. You saw it. You right, but I just wanted it to clarify. Yeah, it right. might. We're only three players from the Bahamas making it to the NFL. Why do? Why can't you be the most successful one to do it?
2: Oh well, for me, it's just my belief. You know. Um I, I really I believe in myself. I feel like I'm I'm the best, you know, and it's just it like I said, it comes natural for me. I was born and raised into it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been doing it for a long time and you know, I'm glad to just be in the position that I am today.
4: Hey Mike, okay. I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick. Do okay. you know those three players that are from the Bahamas that made it to the league?
2: Uh, no, I'm pretty sure if they were born and raised in the Bahamas, I might know them, but I'm I, not. I, uh, wait a
4: minute, yeah.
2: wait, I, I wait. I know one of the one of the players, <laughs> okay? I know who? one of the players, Devard Darling. Okay, so he was born and raised in the Bahamas, he was born
3: in the Bahamas, kind of your story. I don't know exactly when he came to the States, uh, but he was born there. Um, and I have to make I will have to do a, a fact check, you know what I mean, make sure my facts are. Legit, okay, but he Don't was drafted in the third round. Wait a minute. He was drafted <laughs> in the third round of Baltimore because me and Twin, uh, we played again We came in the, in the Florida state together. And, um, you okay. know, Devard, he had a twin brother, Devon, who died during our fresh freshman year. But yeah, he, he, he he's heavy with his Bahama, Bahamian roots. He does a lot over there right now with his foundation, but I'm going to have to, we're going to check that. I think he was born clearly in the Bahamas. Devard Darling, wide receiver, also wide receiver, also okay. wide receiver, played for Baltimore. He's a third round, uh, Picked by the Ravens, Kansas City, and the Texans, so okay. we're definitely gonna check that out. But I think he's one of the names. So there you go. You, you just learned something here on all things covered. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how how do you approach the underdog
2: role? Um, it's, it's you know it's something that I embrace. You know, it's just that it's just something that came with you know with my path. You know, it's just something that, like I said, I embrace it and I, I'm just I'm dealing with it. You know, it's nothing it's nothing that I can't deal with. So. Yeah, there you go.
3: And I look on Twitter, you recently tweeted, invest in me. You have no worries. Trust me. I'm like life insurance. You can count on me. You know, who was that message to?
4: Honestly,
2: that was a message to all the teams out there. You know, with me coming (laughs) from a small school, you know, not much people want to really cast that, you know, that fishing rod, you know, but. You know, like I said, you could, you could trust in me. You know, I, I'm going to play my role every time. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to, wherever I'm going, I'm going to make plays. It's something that I did on all levels through high school straight to college.
4: Mm, nice. It, yep. So what type of, what type of recognition have you gotten since you're a pro day? Cause I'm a, I'm just talking about some numbers here real quick. You, like <laughs> you talked about your size, you're 6'5", 228. You run a four, uh, a four, four, six. Uh, you jumped to thirty-six, you benched uh, 24, 225, twenty-five, twenty times, your wingspan is eighty-five, your hand inches is, your hand inch is ten inches. So like what type of uh what type of feedback you got from the the draft once you, you know, put those numbers in.
2: Well, I had a, I had a few more teams calling me saying, Hey, you have done a good job on your pro day. You know, we excited about you, we like your film. So, you know, it's it's been more recognition coming after that pro day. You know, and that's something that I wanted. I wanted to go and really perform at the pro day and show them that I can compete on a higher level.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. You ran 4-4. Four, four. That's going to open a lot of eyes. 6-5, no yeah, six, six, no 2 6-5? Two, and you bench pressed uh, you did it 20, 20 times?
4: Yeah, 20 times.
3: You uh, eat a lot of fried cum.
4: Right. Now <laughs> no, eating them peas and rice, man. Eating <laughs> fried cum in that cum salad. Yeah.
3: That comes out.
4: That's what Bro, cunt got that. got aphrodisiac, man. That, that, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> hey,
3: is it true that some people thought you could easily get into the four threes? Is that true or is that a dirty yeah, rumor?
2: It, it was true and it's something that I did before.
3: Oh, you done it, ran four three?
2: Yeah. Where? Yeah. I ran a four three before. <laughs> At my pro, they, they actually had instruction in that I had to do a few workouts before my 40. I had to do oh. my. Oh. So mm-hmm. I was a bit tight going into my, my 40 yard dash.
3: Usually you run the 40 day. first. Why they had you right. doing everything else? And
2: I actually wanted it to get switched, but I was doing my, my pro day at a different school. So I, you know, gotcha. I didn't have much say. I just had to go and do it. Yeah.
3: So you're saying you saying know? you, you've ran a 4-3 before at six five two
2: twenty? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the speed, the speed aspect for me comes natural because I also run track.
3: Oh yeah. You're behaving. So I
2: don't know that yeah. too.
3: Y'all start running track <laughs> when you six weeks in the womb. Right. <laughs> you got no choice over there. That's what the, y'all do, run track. Yeah. Shoot. That's true. One, more, No question. No question. When you look at the pro game, I know you're a student of the game. You watch different wide receivers. Uh Is there an NFL wide receiver that kind of resembles uh who you are as a player?
2: Well, one person that I studied a lot and somebody that I really look up to was was Calvin Johnson, also known as oh. Megan. You know, he. Yeah. When I look at him and I see his film, especially his college film, I, it's kind of like I'm watching myself and it's weird. You know, when, whenever I look at his college film and it's, he's just someone that I study a lot. Another person is Michael Irvin. Um, I've also had the opportunity Ooh. to meet. Okay. Yeah. And That's him, a good name. him and my dad, they're pretty good friends. So I've had, I've had the opportunity to go to his house and meet his family and, you know, play with his kids, you know, and all, cause I was younger at the time too. So there
4: you have it. So Mike, with you coming from the Bahamas, moving to Virginia, going to Charleston, when did the NFL, you know, become a real possibility for you?
2: Uh, well, it's something that I believe in my heart that I could have, that I couldn't get to for a long time. But, you know, after, after college, when I really started seeing these teams call me and were interested and, you know, that's when it really hit for me. You know, that that my dreams is really becoming, you know, to a reality and I'm really doing what I want to do in my life, you know. So that's when that's when, you know, after my last year of college and I graduated and it started really hitting and different teams started calling me. That's when it really hit.
3: At this point, with all the outstanding numbers you've been able to provide for scouts, execs, GMs, where do you expect to be selected in the draft?
2: I expect to be selected really high. I feel like if you, if you see a player like me, then, you know, why not, why not grab me right away? You know, I feel like I'm different from anybody else in the, especially receivers. We talking, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I'm the best in the draft class for sure. You know, and I feel like, you know, the numbers is there. I don't really have to explain that. It's just I, I know within my heart what I could do.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And I really feel like I could get picked up high.
4: Okay. Uh, we, uh, we understand your brother is a baller too. Yeah. Uh, what's your brother's name, by the way?
2: Prince Strong. He's playing, he's playing high school for, He's actually doing the same route that I did in that, you know, he, he's, he came over for high school to finish 10th, 11th, and 12th grade year. Okay. He's, his high school at four pairs, in four pairs, John uh, Carroll. Yeah,
4: four pairs. And, and what's what, Prince measurables?
2: Uh, right now he's about six four. Oh um, shit. Yeah, he, he, he's pretty tall. <laughs>
4: So now yeah, what, what, going to my next question, do Prince have the possibility to be better than Michael? 100%. Really? I don't, you know why, I mean? why you say that?
2: But I feel like I'm better. But he, you know, between me, between me and you guys, he definitely uh-huh. has the possibility to be better because, why you, you say know, that? because he's coming up under me and he's learning a lot yeah. of the stuff that, that I learned at a later age, but he's learning from earlier. Right. You know, yeah. He's saying the decisions that I'm making, you know, from a young age, you know, right. what I'm doing and my process. So it's, it's going to come easier for him. You know, right. I was the first child. So all the pressure was on me and me coming over here. I didn't know what to expect. And now, you know, it's, it's just, it's just going to be an easier run for him. Hey,
3: Pat, you remember when we had LeVar on the show, he said that about his youngest son.
4: Yeah. just made it easier for him. Yeah. And he
3: said he's going to be the best one. And before hey. he got injured. Hey. Woo,
4: woo,
2: Hey, the boy, bad what,
3: boy. Hey, Mike, okay. what, what grade your your, your little brother, well not your little it's brother, but your grade. younger brother? In?
2: He in the 10th. Yeah, yeah well he's in the 11th right now. He gonna Actually, be a He's going to be a senior yeah. next year? Yep, yep. What position the he play? He plays
3: wide receiver. And he 6 Man, yeah. I, I
2: wanted
3: want to make sure I, I wasn't tripping. You say 6-4.
2: Yeah. Is he fast? Yeah, he can run. He's also running track too.
3: All right, yeah, that's what y'all do. I told you that. We, 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 we got to get his name. We got to get his name. You say Prince, like the singer, Prince. Prince,
4: Prince. Yeah. Prince. yeah. that's him. Prince.
3: Prince Strong. We got to get this. Okay. All right. We, well, you 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 were a hidden gem. He might not be a hidden gem based on right. the route you're paving yep. for him. Yep.
2: That's no true. doubt.
3: No doubt. Well, hey, man, we appreciate you joining us here, man. Mike Strong joined us here. All Things Covered. Well, he was a hidden gem. I don't know how much longer he's going to be hidden, based on the job he's doing so far. I know you're probably interviewing well for these teams as well. Uh, best of luck to you and your family. And I can tell you this much, Pat Pete: there is an organization that has an eye
4: for wide receivers. I already know. Right. <laughs> they do a yeah, great job
3: in going through the cracks and finding right. the gems. Hey, and we they, they get always him find him
4: in the damn third round.
3: We get right. him in Pittsburgh. We get him in Pittsburgh with him, Chase Claypool, know. man, Deontay Johnson, Juju, man, look out, look right. out. I'm gonna throw that in the universe. Pat, he, he, I take him in Minnesota with, with with you two. You know I'm a Viking now. You know what I mean? Right. There,
4: so hey, I would
3: too. Yeah, you might. You know, yeah, you take him whoever, <laughs> whoever draft. Who, yeah, what? How you say? Is this what, what we
2: said? It is.
3: It's cold. Go. No. Right? you oh, gotta get it right yeah because i didn't do well the first time we did our episode last week people laughed at me so scold. <laughs> i gotta get a tutorial on how to be the a, a, a appropriate skull Bow. there we go <laughs> hey hey but i appreciate you joining us all jokes aside man we wish nothing but great success for you and your family and uh we're gonna talk about prince in the next few years too we might get prince to tallahassee
4: what yeah man
2: i gotta yeah, say i appreciate you guys having me man it means a lot
3: yes sir yes, yes sir, sir. Appreciate hey appreciate you coming on and what you might yep. need to do, though, Mike, before the draft, if you're running four threes like that, you might need to go out and just run a 4-3 just because and just put it out there in the social media. You think room. so? No question. Nope. You six four two twenty eight 228, bitching 20 reps? Man, go out and clock that 4-3 and see what happens. Watch Viral. that phone. That phone starts shaking like you're having a seizure.
2: <laughs> you're you vibrating. You. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, best of luck, man. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it.
3: guys know what time it is we're going to continue to push this hidden gem element of our show we cover all things on all things covered it's only right like i said man it's something about a gym. when you find that gym, yeah it's good you feel good but when you find a hidden gem you feel better you feel like you really won and i think right now on our show we're winning me and pat p are winning because we have the luxury of talking to draft prospects But we also have the luxury to talk to prospects that are considered to be hidden gems. We got another one coming for you right now. Went to the best university in the land. Florida State, Tallahassee. Shout out to everybody Florida State. Shout out to everybody Tallahassee. Dominant edge rusher, extremely athletic, gifted, strong at the point of attack. Uh, could be a top tier light player getting in. If he goes into the right system, the work ethic, the mentality that he has a competitive, individual and a high character guy, just an all around good guy. Like I said, edge Russian prospect from Florida state. His Twitter handle name is Janoris D one Instagram is Janoris Robinson. man. Make sure you give him a follow. He will give you a follow right back. Thank you for joining us here. Janoris Robinson. here, all things covered. How you doing? Doing Good. I appreciate you all having me on here. Yeah. You're a Florida boy from Panama city. Went to Bay high school for those that are unfamiliar with Panama City, with with Bay High School, what is football like in the panhandle?
1: Uh, it, it's a lot of, like you said, hitting gyms There's some, some guys out there that really, you know, don't get the, uh, the publicity and, you know, get that spotlight shine on them. But it's, it's some players over there in the North Florida. That's it.
4: And uh, we know it was a difficult time for you and your family back in October 2018 during Hurricane Michael. Um. And your emotions during that hurricane, like how was your emotions uh after uh, after the storm and the aftermath?
1: Um, just understanding everything really happened for a reason. Um, that was a, a, a critical point in my life, man. You know, things went went wrong. You know, I just had to, you know, bounce back to believing in God and being faith, uh, having faith that you know everything's gonna work out, and just ultimately just being strong for my mom, growing up in a single Brown household. Just you know, just having the, the process, the information, process what was going on, and just flip on to you know that. Being that man, that being that man for my family in a hard time,
4: and like Mac talked about, with all of us being from Florida, we know you know the hurricanes can be very very vicious, and with you being in that panhandle, no question, you know those are some of like more more of the severe areas that's hit. So like, how was it for you, like growing up? In that area, though, during the hurricane season, because we know we get three or four hurricanes a year. Yeah, yeah. how was it growing up? You know, throughout Uh, your childhood career.
1: I remember some of the hurricanes coming through there, but I grew up in like a a five-generation house. It was a it was very old structure house. Um, you know, every hurricane that came through before, the house was pretty decent. But you know, I had a kind of a bad feeling about this one that you know this one might be the one to do some damage. And you know, ultimately, my mama decided to leave the night before, and um, it came through and. It was destructive. Can you
3: be uh, more specific for the, our listeners and viewers that are watching us? They might not know exactly what happened during that month of October in 2018, but can you be more specific about what happened and what you guys lost?
1: Um, So it, it was about a week. Um, we, we was hearing like a hurricane um was coming. Hurricane Michael, it was going to be, you know, it, it moved from a cat three to a cat five within a matter of, you know, a day or so. Yeah. You know, I, I remember being at practice and I remember, you know, we was out practice. It was um about weekend. We was getting ready to go. And, you know, coach told us that we wouldn't be practicing the rest of the week because the hurricane coming and it's supposed to be hitting that area bad, even Tallahassee. And, you mm-hmm. know, my family went to uh, Georgia. I met them in Georgia. And that Wednesday, we just sitting there in the uh, living room at one of my uh, people's house. We're just looking at the news, just, just watching and waiting for everything to happen. And, I remember getting a call um, after from my neighbor and he, we told him to go check on the house and, you know, he really couldn't get there because the streets was blocked off with, you know, different trees falling. And he, he called me and said, "Look, like the roof was missing to the house. So that's all we thought that was wrong. And, you know, ultimately, I, I got back into Panama city that Friday um, went up and, you know, the, I lost completely everything in my house. So, um, I was, I remember finding shingles, tracking shingles from the top of my ceiling to try to find, you know, different things, wow. was pictures and pictures my jerseys you know three four streets behind my house you know and, and mm-hmm. that was pretty crazy so the house was just basically not all the way down it was on the ground mostly, mostly completely flatlined. yes sir my room i, I my room was completely flatlined. uh the living room the dining room the foyer wow. area as yes, a man that, uh, tough story uh you hear about
3: things like that but it, it hits differently when it happens to you uh but you know, through that tragedy, there was a bright spot. What was the feeling like for you and your family, uh, when the GoFundMe was created and so many people started to donate, you guys started to receive so much attention. What was that feeling like for you and your family?
1: It, it was actually crazy because, um, I didn't know, I didn't understand that we was going to get that much support. Uh, like I said, being mm-hmm. a five generation house, um, the house was really old, wasn't able to have any insurance value on the house. So um, you know, for us to get that help from, you know, different people from the no family, no nation, um, people around the world, it really meant a lot. Um, I didn't expect to get that much money, but we would uh raise enough money to fully, you know, rebuild our house. And, you know, last October it actually got finished and you know, we can't be more grateful for that opportunity that we had.
3: Were you guys able to rebuild the house in the same area where the old house was?
1: Yes, sir, right there on the same land. We actually owned the land. Um so That was something good that we could, you know, rebuild right there on the same land, a different house, but, you know, right there in the same area.
3: Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So after the hurricane, you know, your first game back from the hurricane, you had had one of your best outings that season. How did you block out everything that happened with you and your family to go out and just dominate? And did you use that tragedy, you know, to motivate you to say the least?
1: Oh, of course. Like I said, I processed that information and you know, I had to realize, you know, I could flip that negative into a positive and you know, actually go out there and, and you know, do something I love by playing football and also, you know, how that be a way for me to get my family out of a, a tough situation. So you now I use that as motivation, um, kept it in the back of my head, you know, to go out there and, you know, just give it all my, give it all I got and, you know, put my best foot forth. So what, uh, Janora's, how is, uh, like what does it mean to you to be part of the the Florida state family? Uh, be Matt, you know, that Florida State family is real tight. You know, that brotherhood of, you know, loving each other and being there for your brother. And, you know, just that family atmosphere that you get at Florida State. And, you know, ultimately just be going out there competing with your brothers and, you know, some of the best guys that went through there. And, you know, just to be Florida State being my uh, school growing up, my my dream school and, you know, having that opportunity to go out there and, you know, be a part of that similar tribe and, you know, step out there and do Campbell uh, Stadium, it, it meant a lot.
3: Pat, P, it's a little different than LSU. You know, your LSU boys don't really know. You know what I feel
4: like so you know it's a little different. This hey, a, hey, I'm gonna let you have it today, man. <laughs> we got Janoris on uh, as our guest today, man. I want you, know, you, you gotta be nice. We to appreciate I guess, we appreciate you not disrespecting the house. You know, it's a Florida State house today. I appreciate that. <laughs>
1: totally Representing,
3: yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, Janoris on the field. How would you describe your football journey? You know, being a four State, a, a four-star recruit coming out of high school, going to Florida State, and now getting ready to get ready for the NFL draft.
1: Um, I always played football as a kid growing up, uh, Little League, City League football. Um, mm-hmm. like, through middle school, I stopped playing a little bit. My mom wanted me to focus on grades um, and, and go to school and get a degree and do something that nobody ever has done in my family. So, you know, she wanted me to focus on and, and on grades in middle school. And ultimately, my eighth grade year, my math teacher was the head football coach. And he saw me walk in class on the first day. And he's like, I'm probably like 6'4". know, <laughs> he's like, why you not playing football? I'm like, I told him the story about my mom wanting me to focus on grades. And, you no, know, he sat there and called her every day until she finally gave in and was like, "Smart man." You no, know, um, <laughs> he can come out there and play football if he promised to keep my grades up. Not that grades has ever been a problem for me, but you know, it's something that she just really wanted me to focus on. Since nobody in my family has been to college, so you know, I went out there. Then the high school coach from um, Bay High at the time used to come to the high school to the uh, eighth grade games and you know just look at me and, and tell me, you know, if your mom continue to let you play football. You have, you know, almost every coach in America here at this high school trying to get you uh, to come to their college. My mom also realized that would be another avenue for me to get a scholarship so we wouldn't have to pay for school. You know, just coming from the type of family, the single parent household, not really having, you know, enough of the finances to, you know, fund my school, that could also be a way. And, you know, ultimately that's how I ended up at Florida State. I had offers from, you know, all the schools and almost all schools and, you know, just going back to understanding, like, I prayed to go to Florida State University. That was all my, my, always my dream school with, you know, guys coming out of Panama City like Burt Reed that went to Florida State. You know, just watching him as a little kid, you know, going to Florida State on Saturdays, playing in Dope Campbell, you know, for just having that dream come true of, you know, wanting to go to that school. So I, that's ultimately why I picked
4: Yeah. And you uh, know, with your name not being at the top of the draft board, um, you
1: know, what type of motivation does that provide for you? I, I believe in myself. Um, I know what type of player I am and what type of player I can be. And, you know, I feel like I still got a lot of potential and I haven't reached my ceiling yet. And, you know, I feel like I have a first round talent and, you know, I just got to put it all together. My production wasn't, you know, the best at Florida state, but I was just doing what I was, you know, doing what I was asked to required to do.
3: Mm-hmm. And you had another year of eligibility, you know, at Florida state, but you
1: decided to go pro. What led to that decision? Just knowing what I can do, knowing that I'm able to, that I know I'm able to go out there, you know, in the NFL and compete, um, and, and and you know, I did. I felt like my journey at Florida State was five years. You know, um, that's what you know you usually have. And I felt like you know it was time to take that next step forward to you know chasing another dream. Of mine, which is playing in the NFL. Yeah. What was the opportunity like for you playing in the Senior Bowl? I damn, bill. That was a great opportunity. Like I said, um, you know, I decided to leave school when I, you know, some people was telling me to come back for a sixth year, and you know, I just stepped out on faith and. You know, understood that, you know, if I came to the senior board, that would be a great opportunity. So, you know, I was just out there working during the off season. I mean, not off season, but, uh, pre combine training, just training and, you know, praying for the opportunity. I remember it was a day after like three o'clock and I got the phone call from Jim Nagy, uh, you know, asking me that I wanted to play in the senior board. And that was something that I, you know, really wanted to do with the combine and everything being canceled this year. That was a way for me to go out there and, you know, get in front of all 32 teams and, you know, actually showcase my abilities and showcase my talent and what I had. And like I said, I couldn't be grateful that, more grateful for the opportunity to go out there and, you know, compete with the best of the best and some of the top players in the country.
3: You took advantage of the opportunity because, you know, I watched quite a few practices and you gave a lot of those offensive tackles hell. I of mean, you you, know. yeah, yeah. You opened a lot of eyes out there. I mean, some people might was kind of sleeping on you. Um, But when you got to the senior bowl, when you left, you opened a lot of eyes. So hats off to you for taking advantage of that opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, before i went down there it wasn't a lot of buzz and you know i want exactly with a lot of buzz around my name just you know just like i said i feel like i'm first-round talent and i know my what i'm capable of doing you know and, and just to get out there and just show the show the guys you know what i had in me it really was you know a great opportunity
3: speaking of the talent why should teams select you
1: uh, i'm janari robertson i know what I, I know what i can do the the size the athletic ability the the athleticism um speed power you know the whole nine i feel like i'm that total package player that can also be more valuable and um, versatile, uh, playing in multiple defenses as well, and playing multiple uh, positions. Yeah. No,
4: well, we know we're about to wrap up here the month of March, and we all know the big day is next month. What would next month look like for you?
1: Uh next month is going. It's going to be you know um, a little emotional when, when I when I get my name drafted. Um, that's something that I've always dreamed of. You know. As a little kid, but you know, right now I, I'm still training. I'm down here in South Florida right now, I'm training with one of my um previous uh players, teammates, uh, Brian Burns. So I'm down here in South Florida, you know, getting in work, putting in work. So you know, once that um, phone call get called, I'm ready to go to work for uh, whatever organization decides to pick.
3: Well, you're you training with a real good pass rusher, another Florida State First, he he right brother. Are you <laughs> oh, right there? Tell B Burns what's up. We should have got him on. We should have got him on with you. Uh, but that, that's a great thing. You're training with a professional that's doing some real good things early on in his career. He's definitely going to show you the ropes and also show you some of his, uh, tricks to say the least that has been, uh, providing so much success for him. Last question for you. I mean, Florida State Pro Day was last week and you did a real good job. You know, people walked away, uh, you know, talking about you similar to what the week of the senior bowl was. People walked away talking about Janois Robinson. Um, you look at some of your numbers. You measured in at 6'5", 263. You ran 4'7, jumped to 34, 10, 10 one broad jump, 4'4", four, four, uh, second sh- uh, short shuttle. Uh, you did 25 reps on the bench. Uh, what was that moment like for you? And when you walked away with all the numbers you provided, you know, how did you feel?
1: I felt, I felt pretty decent. Um, some of the numbers, like I said, um, I, I wish I could have did better. At. Um, I previously tested better at some of those numbers, but you know, I, I just let go and let God at it. You know, the the numbers I put up is, you know, what he wanted me to do. So, you know, I, I can't be more grateful and, and thankful for, you know, what I did and, you know, just going to showcase my athletic ability to, uh, those scouts.
4: Yeah. No doubt.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, for
4: sure. Well, shout out to the noise and thank you. We're coming on All Things to Cover. wish you nothing but success in uh, in your NFL career, and hopefully we'll cross paths here soon. Go
3: Noles. Appreciate you, Jones. Yes, sir. Thanks again to Michael Strawn, and thanks again to Janois Robinson. And thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back soon, where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. Oh, oh,